everyone, and welcome to Inspired Voices, Fort Wayne Community School's official podcast. Every week, we're going to highlight our amazing educators, leaders, programs, students, and more. Stick around because we're going to give you an inside look at some of the things that we're doing to prepare our young people for the future. so much for joining me this week. Uh, as I promised, this is part two of my conversation with Frank Klein, principal at Abbott Elementary School. Uh, and he told us last week all the great things that he and his team have been doing to support students at Abbott Elementary School. And so we continue our conversation today just learning more about the things that they've done with both deep learning and during the shutdown and how this impacted their students and their staff. So thanks again for listening. Now, obviously, uh, prior to the shutdown or just before the shutdown, um, you had really started uh, to embrace Facebook. Um, obviously, that has really ramped up during this time. Um, and I now use Abbott as, as an example of, of really great things happening in social media and connecting with people. Talk a little bit about um, how you've been able to embrace social media, Facebook, YouTube, and, and the tools that you're using to stay connected. Um, and, and how has that helped you during this time? Facebook, uh, I, I'm going to be a little selfish here for a moment. The morning messages I do on Facebook are probably as much to do with my need for normalcy as it is for my need to communicate with my families. Uh, I'm just, I got to be very honest. I do all my morning announcements here at school during the school day. I usually do them about 825. So having that nine o'clock um, message for me is, is equivalent to having that school announcement I would do at 825 if we were at school. So uh, that that's important for me to, to feel I'm I'm communicating out and touching uh, families in the best way I can. I've heard back from many families that, that say that um, that they make sure their kids see it at in the morning or they record it you know, or play it back for their kids when they get up. So that tells me that I do have families that are um, are listening in in the mornings. It is a uh, a streamlined way for me to communicate to everyone. Uh, I can do some of my communication through School Messenger. Uh, but what I've learned is a lot of times either a number, phone number and school messenger may have changed or a lot of people don't really um, look on their email. They have an email address because it helps them access Facebook or, or other social media platforms, but they don't really access that. But Facebook has been super connected for me. Uh, we have uh, had a lot of positive feedback uh, using our Facebook page. Like I said, I do the morning announcements and, and, and I tend to theme them. Um, so for anyone who's tuning into those, uh, this theme for the next several days, we'll, I'll be talking about masking. And um, if, if someone else were in my office right now, I would be talking through my mask. It is uh, something that I'm very passionate about right now because my number one goal is to, is to have my school occupied with children and adults again. So we are a school community within our building. Um, however, in, until then, we've got to make sure we're um, safe. So one of my themes using Facebook is to make sure Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the safety piece. Uh, we've talked about the census. I think that's hugely important. And, and um, you know, for people who are, um, I would say, anyone who's going to complete a census that's under 30, um, especially if you're uh, under 25, you would not remember what happened with the census last time in 2010, but it really did shift a lot of federal money in other directions other than Indiana. Um, so, uh, it, it's important that we are well represented on that, and so I've talked about that quite a bit. I've also had other teachers, and I, I'm going to point out Mrs. Van Brocklin for a moment because 
she, you know, we're about the same age and, and she did not have a whole lot to do with technology prior to the shutdown. But if you go on her Facebook page now and you look every week, um, she's making a couple of different videos that are also going on her YouTube page. And she has been very creative about taking normal outdoor activities and creating some sort of a phonics skill game with it or a reading game or something like that. And, and they're just super simple things to do, um, but it gets you out of the house for a moment and it still engages you in learning. You can have some fun and learn at the same time. You know, this is a novel concept for everyone. Um, I, and I just love it. Uh, and it took her a while to kind of get used to doing it. And it's, uh, uh, it's been fantastic in talking with her about how it's grown. You know, her husband's as equally involved as she is because if you watch the videos, someone else is videoing it. Well, that's her husband. And he has become, uh, he's become a co-educator with her as, uh, as she makes these videos. My therapeutic counselor has been making a video that we put up about once a week on um, self-care and mental health care. And that's huge. And I, um, you know, that's one of the things that uh, may be my next transition piece because this country, we are so afraid of saying the words mental health. I don't know why, but we are. And, and right now, this is a huge mental health challenge. You know, for someone like me who is very social and like to be out among people and, and do things, uh, it, you know, it's been very challenging not having that interaction. I feed off of people. And so uh, it's been fantastic having um, my therapeutic counselor really address common themes. And, I, and honestly, I, I listen not because I'm evaluating. I listen for the content of what he has to say. And I'm applying a lot of it myself as far as making routines and, and just, you know, taking care of myself and some of the things that Nathan's talked about. So I think that's been huge. Uh, my coach, uh, Jamie, has, has done a fantastic job of putting videos together, how-to videos for parents, how to access the LMS, um, how to um, you know, do online registration. And, and I think that's important. And, and I, I pray that people don't think that we're um, um, talking down to them. That is never our intent. Our intent is just to be instructional and to try to take what can be a very complicated process, especially in a, in a, uh, a world of overwhelm right now with so many things changing at once, and just try to add a little bit of simplicity to it. You know, I'm, I'm all about, you know, someone, you know, if, if you can give me some instructions, that's great. If you can draw me a picture, that's better. If you can make me a video, that's fantastic. Uh, it's something that's easy for me to see and, and follow through on. Uh, the less of my brain power I have to use on um, trying to figure out something that should be straightforward, the more of it I have to put into other areas. And, and that I know to be true. And it reduces stress. And that's one of the things that um, knowledge is powerful in the fact that it reduces stress. People get extremely stressed out in, with the unknown. And so what I try to do every day and what my team is trying to do every day is provide as much information as we can. Um, to reduce that unknown as best we can. And I know that there are some, uh, uh, I have some teacher friends of mine outside the district that follow what we're doing on our Abbott Facebook page because uh, we're just trying, you know, I think they're reaching for and wanting a little bit of sense of normalcy also and, and some information. And that's really what we try to do is just try to be as informative as possible and, and try to help our families navigate this new period that we're in is new normal, so to speak. And, and probably the last thing I want to say on this is our families have taken on a new role. They have become primary teachers and, and we've really become 
more of their assistant than their primary teacher because they're the ones face to face with their children every day. And, and I cannot stress enough how much I love and appreciate uh, what they've had to do. And I know it's a challenge for them because at Abbott, um, a lot of our um, families uh, have people that work in essential jobs. You know, they're working in nursing homes or working at um, retail outlets and places like that. And so um, oftentimes they're not at home all day with their kids. Uh, or they work in a second shift or whatever the case may be, and then to still have to take time uh, to help their children navigate some of the educational pieces that are online or now that are coming in with the packets. I, I just, I can't stress enough how much I love and appreciate what they're trying to do with that and what they are doing. Uh, and so I, I got a little off on that, but I just, I want to make sure that message got out there that um, uh, through this time as, as we're, communicating with Facebook and, and eventually I'm going to try to move into Instagram some as I learn that platform. Um, how much that I want my families to know it's a two way street. And right now you're the main driver of it. And we are trying to provide you everything we can. Uh, but what's going on at home is, is going to make the big difference on what happens. And, and last thing I'll say on this, Jen is, is, if you looked on our Facebook page, you'll see I posted a few weeks ago. Um, we may not be in a school, but we're still a school community. You know, learning didn't stop because the school shut down. And, and learning doesn't stop because we go in the summer. Kids still learn things. Um, so what, what I really want everyone to understand is Abbott is not a building. Abbott is a community. And, and Abbott is a feeling. And it is a, it's a love and it's a relationship has nothing to do with this building. This building just happens to be the convenient place we meet every day. Um, but, but what we do within this building is really what makes us happy. I, I love that. Thanks for, thanks for adding that in there. Um, you did say something that I kind of want to go back to, and um, that is that the technology that we've started using, and we've been hearing this from a lot of teachers and, and um, staff members, that they've learned some things during the shutdown that they intend to continue on even when we're back in person with students. And so they've gotten, I guess, some new tools in their tool belt to, to continue their education. Do you see that also for Abbott? Will you continue to use a lot of these strategies and tools as we get back into a more in-person education strategy? Absolutely. Um, a couple of things I definitely am going to hold on to. Um, one is, uh, um, to support the social emotional learning is to hold the PBIS rewards. We were actually getting a lot of bang out of that before we went um, into closure. Um, one of the things we used it for, we, what we learned early in the fall is we wasn't getting a lot of um, student completion on Dreambox. And so what we did is we said, well, if you complete X number of lessons a week, you get so many PBIS points. PBIS points don't cost me anything. It's a matter of me getting on my phone and punching the student up and, and you know, adding in points. Doesn't really cost us anything. What it does for the students is it gives them something. You know, it, it's, it's sort of a tangible, and they can bank it or they can spend it, you know, on the PBIS store or whatever. We've been able to continue that. So that's one thing I'll hold on to. Seesaw is an area I want to hold on to because Seesaw is a platform, and I, I have people that can talk to you a lot in a lot more depth than I can on it. Um, but it gives us an opportunity to uh, truly start to transition into sort of a paperless society. Uh, students can, uh, there's multiple facets you can do with it. Students have their own portfolio in there, and so students can read into Seesaw, or they can take pictures of their work and upload it in, and then the classroom teacher has an opportunity to look at that 
work later on. They don't have to like grab it and grade it. If, if students are uploading in the seesaw, a teacher doesn't have to take home a um, duffel bag full of papers. They can just open up their laptop, they can open up each student's portfolio and they can see that. That portfolio is easily shared with parents because there's a parent piece on seesaw. That is definitely something we're gonna hold on to. And, um, and I'm gonna explore further. Um, uh, obviously, Dreambox is something that we're starting to, to get some traction under. I've, um, you know, we've been doing um, a raffle, and I didn't do a giveaway today, so I kicked it off to Monday. Uh, but every week, students, you know, what's, what Dreambox wants is five lessons completed um, a week. What we're saying to students is if you complete 10, we're going to put you in for a drawing. And, um, and whoever wins the drawing gets a pizza. So um, we've had several, about 25 plus students a week since we've been doing that, making sure to complete in 10 or more lessons. And so we're just doing different things like that that we can bring back in. And then looking at the LMS, uh, Power School Learning, that's gonna be a huge platform for us uh, in a couple ways. First of all, you know, we're, we're pretty much one-to-one -one with um, digital right now in our building. I'm very fortunate for that. And so teachers can start to put pieces on the, on the LMS where students can have that communication within the classroom, that digital communication, where they're learning the digital skills and how to operate you know, on a digital platform. But we can also do work there that, that students can co-edit while they're doing it. Uh, where it's, it, you know, we're not doing as much with pencil and paper. And we had some of that going on earlier this year anyway through the um, uh, curriculum department, in the, uh, especially the fourth grade. I know my fourth grade team had used the ELA curriculum uh, which allowed for some of those digital platforms to take place. So we were dipping into that um, decently, but I really want to get into it in, in, in far more depth. Plus, I think what the Power, what Power School Learning does for us, if we use that platform more, when children are absent from school, uh, if based on you know the type of absence they're taking, obviously, uh, but if they feel well enough to get on and to to log in, they could possibly get keep caught up with some of their coursework. Um, instead, you know, especially if you're out for a couple of days. And I've got some children who uh, need some intermittent time now and again. And every school does, and so there's an opportunity now if we use Power School Learning properly for those children. Although they're having intermittent um, absences, where it might be three or four days at a time based on an illness uh, or other health condition, that they can still keep caught up with the schoolwork. And then we have those unfortunate days now and again where I have a teacher out and I don't get a guest teacher in, so I've got to split a classroom out. Well, with the uh, with Power School Learning, their lessons can be right there. They can have videos uploaded. You know, if the teacher, especially if the teacher has a little bit of a heads up that they're going to be out, they can upload two or three videos in there. And with kids with the headsets, can can have the that, you know at least that one way uh, direction from the teacher or another video. And then we can have some other online learning pieces that take place. So it would be um, a lot easier on teachers when they have to be out if they have their um, items already digitally prepared. All students have to do is come in, log in, and, and your lesson's ready to go. Last piece I'd say on that and, and what will help us with having a digital platform is if I think as we get better at it, um, we've certainly not arrived, and I don't want anyone to believe we have yet, but when we get better at it, uh, we can really differentiate our instruction uh, to be even, to have more precision than we currently do. I think the digital platform is going to allow us to really add some precision to that because, uh, when I again, when I look at Dreambox, when we really started using it 
better than just assigning it as a as a workstation to speak. And we really um, started digging into it and looking at the reports and being a little more precise with it. We were getting much better results, mm-hmm. and we were starting to see some growth with it. So I would love to tell you we've arrived. However, we are definitely on on the train heading toward the station on on improving our work and digital platform. Awesome. Frank, this has been an awesome conversation. Is there anything you wish I would have asked you that you'd love to share with our audience? Um, probably advice to parents. I know we talked about this prior to. One of the things I would say is, uh, you know, with parents is um, stay the course and, and um, you know, slow and steady wins the game. It, it's one, you know, one of the things I think all of us in education get caught up in sometimes is uh, the um, the immediacy of the now, and 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 if you can step back for a moment and kind of take a big picture look at things, I think it uh, it will help to see a better future than kind of getting the tunnel vision of what's going on in the moment. You know, our our kids are great kids. Um, you know, anyone that spends any time in Abbott falls in love with the place. Um, you know, they, they, they hug you to death. They love you to death here. And, and that is a testament of the parents that we have and, and how much they love their kids and how much they pour into them. And so what I would say to parents is, you know, stay the course. If, if you know, if, if your routine is to do an hour and a half of school a day and on this particular day, uh, your child's not, an hour and a half's not working for them, don't force it. You know, um, on the other hand, they may be rocking on a day and, and you've scheduled an hour and a half and maybe they want to go to two and a half, you know, let that roll. The, the, I think there's a beautiful opportunity here that we will never have again, I hope in some ways. Uh, but right now as a parent is really a beautiful opportunity here to allow natural learning to take place and, and natural learning. And, and as I'm framing it, my own view of that is, allowing that natural curiosity to take its second, third, fourth, fifth step. You know, if your child really is, is into exploring something and, you've had the, and you have the means to allow them to explore it a little bit, obviously with, within parental discretion, allow them to go down that road a little bit. You know, if your teacher is putting an assignment out there and it says, you know, answer questions two, three, or four, but they really want to take it that next step further, you know, put that math assignment off a little bit and let them explore that a little further. Let them, you know, Education is a process and not a product. And, and I believe that to be true. And if you allow that, that child's natural ability to process how they want to learn in this time of closure, I think what we're going to get in return are students who are far more curious, who are far more willing to engage, and, and they're gonna come back to us and they're gonna push us. And that's gonna be exciting. When the kids are pushing us and demanding that we take them deeper into a deep learning piece, Jen, there's nothing that's going to be greater than that. That's going to be a fantastic thing to see. That's what I'm looking for. That's awesome. All right, so we're going to end with this. What do you want to tell students? Um, students, I love you. And my team loves you. And, and you know that. Now, it's not, um, that's not a doubt. Um, and we want you to be healthy. We want you to be safe. And we want you to take all the precautions necessary to do that. We miss you like I can't describe. I do not have words to describe how much we miss having you here and seeing you here every day. Uh, and we look forward to the, to the uh, day we are back together again as a school. Until then, uh, just like I shared what, what I want parents to know, um, students, explore 
in areas that you find interesting. Um, I have some of you that are, that are dancers and love to dance and explore that because that all is all part of learning. Uh, some of you love science and explore that and know as much about science as you can learn. Some of you become brilliant mathematicians and explore that. I have some of you that are excellent writers and poets and, and continue to express yourself in that way. If you're an artist, continue to express yourself in that way. When we come together, we will take all of these um, talents that you've explored and deepened and, and pull this together and, and work on having, a, having an education set up that will help you um, not just become smarter, but become wiser and, and, and become the, uh, to fulfill that potential because my goal for my students here is not only to um, be prepared for middle school and then middle school to high school, but to really be prepared for a fulfilling life that they come back to this neighborhood and back to this community and transition this community to be uh, that, that positive, loving, caring community that can be a guiding light for the rest of Fort Wayne. That's awesome, Frank. Thank you so much for this time. This has been just an amazing conversation. Thank you to everyone who listened. Um, I'm excited to bring you more podcasts like this during the shutdown. So we'll continue to let you know what's going on in FWCS and with our amazing staff and how they've adjusted to this time. So thank you guys for, for joining us. And Frank, thanks again for the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm.